This is the Visceralist Podcast. This is episode 113. It's pretty aggressive because we're having some uh, technical difficulties. Uh, Visceralist at gmail.com, Instagram. It did start snowing here. Oh, you got some flurries. How did it start snowing in Brooklyn before the Lower East Side? You know, not everything happens first in the Lower East Side. No, well, hold on now. Hold on now. <laughs> I strongly disagree. Um, well, let's let's get right into it before our whole the whole internet infrastructure shuts down. Uh, I understand you have a our what's our famous segment? What's it called? Trifling in NYC. Yes, it is. All right, I understand you have some incidences. Um, just it. two small ones. I mean, the first one just has to do with um, me returning. So I moved recently, and you know. Huh. Part, of, part of moving, you have to return the keys for your previous place. You know, I did. I did my general cleanup. Say what? <laughs> Gosh. Uh, you keep them shits. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I did my my cleanup, so I felt pretty good about you know getting my security deposit. However, uh, I was given two sets of keys, and I was only able to locate um, one of the two. Because I had given it to um, a friend of ours as my backup set. However, that mm. friend cannot find the backup set. Um, <laughs> so, so what if you were like stranded high and dry and you called him? Like, thank God my good buddy has the backup set. You call him. He's like, ooh. Ah, yikes. About That's that not what you want to hear, man. Yeah. Um, actually, the fir- I did need to do that once, and he had them, but that was early on when I like around probably like the first six months of moving, and I did make that mistake at one point, um, and it was fine. But uh, do you have his uh, backup set? No, okay. I don't. Who has his backup set? I don't know. Probably his roommate. Well, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so I I didn't remember. I didn't even check the lease, and I just figured there was a charge associated with not, you know, returning all the keys that you were given, right? Like, whatever. Uh-huh. So I turned in. The woman in the office is like, where's the other set of keys? I, said, I don't know. Gave them to my friend. He lost them. She's like, eh, all right. Just puts them in the envelope. And I, <laughs> and I didn't ask. I was like, how much? In my mind, I was like, well, how much is that going to be? I didn't ask her. I didn't ask the lease. But then, in a stroke of good luck, you know, I got my security deposit in the mail. Everything came back. So, uh, I guess I don't really care. Or maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe. You know what? Part of it was, I think, um, the, uh, like, there's a downstairs and an upstairs. And as you know, from from my building, the entrance, the, the front is messed up a lot. So I think part of it is that they just have to replace that lock so often that they don't, it doesn't really matter to them. Or maybe it was just idle threats they were giving. So um, anyway, I got it, you know, I got the full deposit without having, uh, without having it, without having all the keys. So I was pretty happy about that. But then when I also went, dug deeper into my friend not finding them, um, I did some follow-up. This is someone that uh, 
You know, he said he was going to look for them. And to find out that he's not even living in the city anymore. So if I had really needed them, <laughs> I would have been really asked out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now he's down in the DMV, in the D.C. area, which I had no idea. So this guy's just... Tell the listeners, tell the listeners what DMV stands for. Um, I think it's... What is the D? District? District, Maryland, and Virginia? D.C., Maryland, uh-huh. Virginia? Yeah. So now he's down there, and he still can't find my keys, but I wish... I mean, it would have been nice to know that he wasn't around. You know? It's a lot of responsibility <clears throat> to have. But anyway, um, so that was that one, which just ended up being lucky. And the other one was I went to go get a COVID test at, at the urgent care. Oh. <laughs> and, um, you know, you're doing a little check-in. And the woman takes my ID and looks at my ID picture and looks at me. And then she just says, is this you? And then. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait, wait, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> is this you and i go yes it's like okay what? and then that was there's it like and then the interaction like, was over and it's just check but there's like three three steps that go in there to where there's no need to ask that question on her part like because first of all who the fuck cares if it's you're gonna use a fake ID to get a COVID test? Okay, sure, sure. Okay, James Bond, <laughs> you caught me. Uh, secondly, how different are you gonna look on your picture than you look <laughs> in real life? Third, now third, I'm coming back to like who the fuck cares? No, third, I'm going back to. Uh, they check IDs when you get COVID tests? What the fuck is this? Well, that's just like checking in, you know? They ask for your ID all the time whenever you check in at these places. But this was an I, I that I've never know, been to. So. I do know that they do check in. They do require IDs for, for CityMDs. Mm-hmm. Is that is that where you got it? I've done it at CityMD. This was not a CityMD. CityMD, I've never had a problem. As a matter of fact, I've never had a problem with this ID ever. It's fairly new. I think it was issued either... 19 or 18. I think it was, I don't remember, but it's what, what do you mean? 19, uh, 2019. I think it was just last, like summer of last year or 2018. Um, so it's not Did like you have that mustache. Did you have that mustache in it? <sighs> or do you have it now? No, clean shaven. Um, I had some facial hair at the time when she was asking me, uh, but she didn't yeah. even ask me to, to take down my mask. Cause I was just wearing my mask. So she didn't say, Oh, can oh. I see your whole face? It was just, I had my mask glasses. Granted, the glasses are different glasses. My hair is a little longer. And she's just, is this you? If you really wanted to know, I guess she could have said, can you take down your mask? But I mean, what if, okay. So if you say no, <laughs> sorry, this isn't me. This is my, sorry. Oh, this is a James Bond moment. Sorry. This is one of my other identities. Um, excuse me. Let me, let me take that back. Here's my real, real ID. <laughs> Apologies, ma'am. Uh, I know. What, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, so, what would have happened if I said no? That's not me. She said, uh, "Okay, end of the line." Or there's a different line for like. I- 
<laughs> she would slowly press like that little panic button, but yeah, underneath pa- her pa- desk. Panic <laughs> some people like for some reason firemen are coming to get you. And, uh, not even cops or or orderlies. It's just, fi- just firemen <laughs> who come come wrap you in a blanket and just take you away. Oh man, that sounds kind of cozy. Wrap me up. <laughs> It does sound pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That that's really throwing me off. Yeah. yeah. Like the checking IDs for COVID deaths. Wow. That that's okay. <clears throat> um. Okay. Well, let, I'll I'll get into mine. Wow. You you did some really uh, nice and reasonable stuff. This this is going to be a true t- trifling story oh, for me. Boy. Uh, and it involves uh, my dating life, which I don't usually do. Uh, those sorts of stories. Um. I because I do try to be. You know, I I am very diligent about keeping them anonymous for for the the uh, other women involved, uh, and I am going to do that here. Uh, but this one is is just too crazy, and it just popped in my head. Like I just remembered it oh, okay. uh, last night. So this is from like, yeah, this is from we'll, we'll say like five years ago or so, like in that area. Okay, five years. Yeah. So. I was, um, I had, I had got, I'm going to back up. Like I had gotten some laundry done. So I dropped off some laundry, got it back on say a Friday, but I was going down to see my mom, uh, actually in the DMV, uh, in, she lives in Maryland. Uh, so I got my laundry back. Um, some of it included sheets. And so I, I had, for some reason I had taken my sheets off my bed before I left and then didn't replace them and then had to, had to go. Oh, okay. And so, so I was, I'm coming back on a Sunday night and, uh, probably pretty late, like, uh, probably getting back like around midnight or so. Um, and, uh, a buddy of mine who I hadn't seen in a while hit me up and, uh, and was like, yo, you out. Do you want to go out? I was like, yo, I'm coming back late. He's like, no, all good. Uh, let's go out. Let me know when you get it, you get back. Okay. Um, so I got back to my place like midnight, uh, and I did want to meet up with him. And so we did meet up at this place called Clandestino, uh, which is Lower East Side Bar, sort of regular bar. This is back when bars were actually open. <laughs> it is crazy, like <laughs> when you think about like interacting with people without masks and without social distancing. Yeah. And even when I watch movies now, sometimes. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. I, I had that experience actually the other day I was watching. I never remember, but it was, Oh, I've been watching talk, that show. Talk a little bit because my, my heating my is going, so I'm going to mute for a second. That show, um, man, flight attendant on HBO max. I've watched a few episodes and it's, the flight attendant, you know, the titular, is that titular? 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 What's it about? Anyway, the flight attendant. So she um, is a flight attendant, but she lives in New York. And there were just these scenes of her going to bars and restaurants and like meeting with friends and just hanging out. Like, oh man. Yeah. It just took me back to like, you know, I used to be able to do that sort of thing. Just freely go out (laughs) without a mask interact with people, be close, talk to new people, introduce yourself. Yeah, oh, talk, yeah talking to new people, man. That, I was watching I was watching 300 the other day. 300. How was it? 
Did you feel like right, fighting? Keep going. Did you just, feel like just fighting keep afterwards? keep keep riffing. I gotta. I hate this noise. I hate this heat of noise. Just I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to riff for a little bit on three hundred. <laughs> I've never seen three hundred. Um, I, I didn't. I, I think it was that wow. that, Im- that imagery, <laughs> and I honestly, it was part of the reason. Um, it's because of the fans of three hundred that everyone liked it so much, and they were just like really into it and. I think they wanted like people were like pushing it on me too hard. And so I like, they just pushed me away when someone really pushes that hard. I just, like, so you've never, this is, and this is what I have. I've been pushing Hamilton on you. Have you watched it yet? You know, I have not. <laughs> oh my God. But, but the thing, my gosh. Um, what about <laughs> staff left? Okay. That reference would make sense if you've watched the rest of staff left. Like fl- staff, oh god, staff. Let's flat. Oh, I've been. I haven't watched any new episodes, but I watched that, and I do want to go back and watch some more. I like that. Do one. you know the reference? My gosh, I don't think so. I mean, but that sounds like him. That was pretty good. No, that's not him. That's this other guy. It's this other guy named Bits. I don't think I made it to Bits. Guy, guy with the nickname Bits. All right, I'm gonna hijack your your story. Okay, so we went to Clandestino. Uh, speaking of meeting new people, we did meet new people, uh, two young ladies, uh, that we were chatting with and I actually, you know, is sort of, a it's like, yeah, I live around here. Do you want to come back? She's like, uh, yeah, sure. Um, but key part here is that I, um, I had gotten her phone number before I asked if, if if she wanted to go back. Okay. So I got in her phone number, which is great. And usually I would just be like, got your number. Great. I'll check in with you later. Um, but I, and I think she was like, you know, I think maybe she was wanted to go back or whatever. The, the, the point was we're, we're going back to my place. Yes. Great. Um, and so we go back to my place, we get up, uh, walk up the stairs. As you know, the stairs in my place are pretty, uh, they're considerable, yes. uh, but we manage that. Um, we go to my room, open the door. She looks in and she's like, I believe she said, Oh no, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and I think actually she said, I think actually she said, no, I'm not doing this college dorm shit anymore. <laughs> and, part, and part of that, like, look, yes, granted, the sheets were off my bed, as, as I mentioned earlier. That's why I brought that up. And That's why they I were back being that. cleaned. But there were no sheets on my yeah, bed. You didn't replace them. I, I hadn't been there. My place is, my room is usually, like, my apartment is usually pretty clean, but my bedroom is usually pretty dirty. Uh, and it was dirty at this point. It was, it was in a state of disarray. And and so she took one look and she said, "I believe she's like, oh no, I'm not doing." She might have even said, "I'm not doing this frat shit anymore." Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was like, and I was like, I, I was really thrown by it, so I didn't even. I was like, "What? Wait, what?" And she's like, "Yeah, sorry, I gotta go." And she just left. And that was it. Well, there is a postscript to this. Um, because you had the number to know that. I had the number. Yes. So, 
that's that's pretty that's really good yeah picked up pick up on that um <laughs> so i texted her the day a day later and and i was like hey um i don't really know what happened i thought things were going well but if it's if if you're not into it cool but i just wanted to check in um and she was like yes actually thanks for texting me because i didn't have your number which is weird because usually when you give a number, like you, you do that phone call. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Well, I didn't do it that time. Um, so she, anyway, she was like, yeah, thanks for texting me. I didn't get your number. She, she's like, I'm sorry for being like that. Um, I, I didn't mean it that way. Um, I do want to, like, I'd like to hang out with you. Like, so do you want to go get a drink later this week? Oh, and and we did, and I actually wound up back at her place after that drink. And her place, I, I mean, I will say it was, I don't remember it too well, but it was really big. I remember it being really big and really clean. <laughs> that's, that's great, big and clean. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was just funny. Like, she took one look, and, you know, like, I don't mean to brag, but, um, you know, I'll, and I'll leave it there. But... <laughs> But for her to for her to be like take one look and be like no I'm not doing this I'm not doing this anymore. I I mean you know she's obviously uh, done some things gone through some experiences in her life where she's like you know what this this seeing this bed in this state is a clear indicator of what's to come and no this is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Every I mean everything you said is is totally right and yeah again again look like yeah if that if, if she's not into it she's not into it like whatever like I, we all have our uh pet peeves our pros and cons etc and she's and like she yeah and she's like she was very like cool and like and again like we wound up going on another date which went well um but yeah it was i i i actually thought it was really fun i think i was so flabbergasted because it was so funny that she had said that like in real life, because that feels like a sitcom thing. It really does. Like, but, it was... but it really happened to me in real life. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I think I was, I thought it was really funny, but uh, yeah, no, no, she's cool. Um, it's all good. Um, it, it's amicable. My, my place look is messy. And in that moment, yes, I had no sheets on my bed. And so I could see her being like, you know, does this guy not have sheets? Where are his sheets? I just not have sheets. Does he know? Does he know how sheets work? Does, does he know about sheets? <laughs> you must not know about sheets. You must not know about sheets. Uh, I don't know if that was playing through her head. All right. Well, whatever. Um, let's get into uh. I'm, yes, I am moving on. Um, our our staff staff let's flats segment of of the week. Uh, this will be the last one probably, and I do have some news. Uh, it did get picked up for an American remake with uh, comedian Joe Mandy as the showrunner. Joe Mandy. He is. I know about him from the comedy scene. He is a podcast. Uh, aficionado he, he um he's great on his hollywood handbook uh, appearances he's a great talent and it's in good hands i think um but yeah i i saw that i saw 
in the art, I believe it was on Vulture, the article that I read about announcing this, they said that Staff Let's Flats is the closest uh, to the office, like the, like the British office. And they were like, yes, maybe it has the same, the same potential, uh, okay. which I, I sort of agree with. And, and I, if you, as you recall, um, uh, when we talked about Staff Let's Flats initially, uh, because <laughs> all three words of those are, are very British. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I said that the, the show title is going to be Steve rents apartments, <laughs> but they have announced this, the title and it's, it's Bren rents. So I sort of right. Yeah. You were right Bren. on. You were right on. Well, it was Bren B R E N, which for an American, I don't know. Like, I mean, I the don't thing know is, why like, they chose Stath that. is actually Stath is is he's a Greek immigrant. So I mean, and that that is a big part of the the series. So I don't know Bren. I don't know what they're doing there, but Bren it's going to be called Bren Rents, and I, it, I mean, it, I guess they're doing a pilot. It's not been announced if they're, if they're going to series, um, but. Um, I am going to do some quotes. I did finish the second season. Um, I don't think they're going to do any more, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, but there is going to be a spoiler in, in this. Is that okay with you? Oh, yeah. Like for things like for comedy shows, it doesn't like spoilers don't really do anything to me. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to, I have some quotes. Um, <laughs> so there's one, there's one where he's, Stath is actually living in one of the apartments that, that because he has nowhere else to go. And, and he actually forgot that he had scheduled uh, to show it. And so he's, sh- so he's showing it to these two women and he's looking around the place and uh, he's pointing out that there are two of everything. So like, like two hand weights, um, two, I don't know why there's two of these, but here's the quote. Two of these, two of those, two weights on the floor. What is it? Bloody two o'clock. <laughs> so he points out pairs and everything. He's because he's trying to like he's trying to like shoo them away. He doesn't want them to actually take the place because he's living there. And, oh man! And so he's, like, he's like two of these, two of those, two weights on the floor. What is it? Bloody two o'clock. Just being yeah. real negative, huh? Yeah, this guy. Uh, another one is. Um, he has to, and this is another like conceit of I, that I think exists in British um, real estate agencies. Like they're responsible for any issues that go on in in the apartments. So someone called because the people below them are throwing a party that like seems to never stop. And so he goes to this party, <laughs> and, he's, and he says, and it, the music is playing really loud. It's like a rave. He's like, can we, can we? Can we get the music gently down? Can we get, can we get the music gently down? Can we get the music gently down? <laughs> can we get so, I mean, again, these gently. phrases. Man, his his phrases, they they just like throw you off altogether. They do, yeah. Okay, so he has this other one. We like he tripped on a floor, and he said, "Oh, this floor is made of slips." <laughs> So the floor is made of slips. Oh, this floor is made of slips. 
And he said, okay, so, and this is the spoiler part. So the guy, the asshole guy that runs the real estate agency next door yeah. to them, he actually winds up working for that, their, like, uh, Michael and Eagle, like, Stath's real estate agency at, at the end of the first oh, season. Oh, really? The asshole guy, yeah. And so, so they're working, so he's a bigger part of the second season, and he, he is really funny. And, and so at some point, <laughs> Uh, I think like a few of the staff are, and he's put in charge too. Oh. And I think a few of the staff are going up to him and are like, he fu- he's fucked up and he's, they're like, you, why did you do this? What's going on? And he says, yeah, no, I, he says, I don't mind that I changed my mind about whatever I might've said. I don't mind that, that I've changed my mind about whatever I might've said. <laughs> yeah, about whatever I might have said earlier. Like they caught him in a lie or something, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't. He doesn't care. So, so yeah, this is the most elaborate way of saying I don't care. This is I don't mind that I changed my mind about whatever I might have said. <laughs> just, oh man, this show is so wild. Okay, and and the last one is. Um, I remember, okay, so when, when the first time I did this, I said that there was a scene where uh, he goes to a backyard, the backyard's really dirty, and he says that this is a mysterious tragedy. And you texted me after you'd watched it, and you said, uh, hey, yeah, I watched this episode. He doesn't, I don't think he says mysterious tragedy. And you were right. He does not say mysterious tragedy. What he said? What he says is, this is a dirty mystery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that that place it was a whoa it was so dirty back there it was, it was definitely dirty, a dirty yes. mystery it was a mystery too i don't know i don't know where i come up came up with mysterious tragedy um i do like that more than dirty mystery oh yeah don't you i like both of them Dirty mystery, mysterious tragedy. I mean, mysterious tragedy is definitely more um, of like his just generally out of place phrases. Like, why, why, right. why would that be a tragedy? I don't know. Um, if you're showing people an apartment and yeah, like you, you haven't done your due diligence, so you didn't know that the backyard was just a big mess. I mean, a tra- tragedy seems a little, maybe a little too aggressive, but yeah, mysterious, definitely certainly. mysterious. Give me that. Yeah, dirty mystery. Okay, well let's let's get into the meat uh, of the episode. Uh, this is a segment. Uh, yeah, I heard that. Um, <laughs> We, we are pulling a lot of stuff. We have been pulling a lot of stuff from Reddit lately, which, you know, look, uh, it's the, as they say, it's the front page of the internet. Um, I had a lot of free time over this COVID situation. And so I, I, yes, I'm, I, I got into Reddit. Look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I got into Reddit. You know, people started, people started baking, people were knitting, you know, people were doing all types of stuff. People were knitting. Yeah, and you did Reddit. I like it. I mean, I now I now kind of wish I had gotten into knitting, but no, it's too far gone. Um, I'm in Reddit, and so 
you know, listeners, if if you look back to our our last episode, few episodes, look, we've gotten some good material out. Of yeah. And key part is, you know, in our main segments, we usually talk about film or TV. There's been no film or TV produced. Um, Succession is coming back next year, Atlanta too. So, so we will have, and I think they're doing another season of Curb. Oh. Um, so we will have some material to, to go over in 2021. Uh, but, you know, yeah, we, we're going down some different avenues. Um, anyway, we're doing another Reddit segment. Now, this is going to involve sports. And I, I do apologize, listeners, because this is going to actually overlap with our conspiracy segment that we haven't done in a while. Um, but we did do a conspiracy segment about this thing that I'm now going to do, to do like a, I don't know, like, what would you say, like a remix of yeah. or, or something? Um, it's about the basketball point shaving NBA Tim Donaghy thing. And I will put in the show notes, I, <laughs> I am going to look it up, which episode, because we did a whole segment about Tim Donaghy. Uh, and this is a, this is a NBA referee who was, had a gambling addiction and was in bad shape. And, but he was, he admits to, um, calling games in a certain way to affect the point spread so that he would win his gambling, uh, uh, gambling bets. And there has been, you know, numerous articles about this. You can, you can look this guy up, Tim Donaghy. Uh, we did an episode. I will put in the show notes, what episode number it is. So you can check it out. Uh, we, we did a pretty, pretty deep dive. Yeah, on we did. I, Do you remember that? You know, it sort of, it sort of left my mind until I started reading these. It's like, oh, yeah, we talked about this for, like, at least, like, 45 minutes, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, it's it was an egregious case of – but I think – and I, I think what prompted us doing it, there was a big ESPN article, and this is probably, like, two years ago, um, that was, like – like, look, this, this happened – he was arrested by the FBI, I believe, in 2007. Um, they had all the dirt on him. Um, he admitted to it. He was sentenced to I, probably like six years, five or six years. Like, he's out of jail yeah. now. Like, he served his time. Um, but, yes, he was an NBA re- referee who was specifically calling fouls, et cetera, like doing all the things that a ref could do to affect a game in order to uh, help bets that he had made on the same games and other games. And there was a suggestion while this was going on that there might've been other referees involved in particular, this other guy, Scott Foster, who is still an NBA referee. I believe he is probably the most senior tenured referee and this is a fact uh scott foster and tim donaghy had they don't have records of what was said on these calls but they have the call logs between these two guys and around the time that um these bets were at their peak which is around 2005 2006 scott foster called tom tim donaghy roughly a hundred times in the span of a few months so he was calling mm. him on a regular basis. So the implication there is that Scott Foster was involved as well, right? And I think we touched on this um, in our last 
you know, when we went over this in, in the last episode, which again, listeners will be in the show notes. I really apologize for not looking it up in advance. I really wanted to, I had planned on doing it and then I just didn't do it. <laughs> I don't want any praise. For that. <laughs> I know um, you want it to. So, okay. So do you remember the Scott Foster stuff? I'm looking at it now. Wait, are you talking about the most recent Scott Foster stuff? No, the stuff from back then. Oh, no. Because we're going to, okay, so this segment is, this is uh, another conspiracy segment. And we, so the new news is that um, there has been a podcast, uh, like a true crime podcast uh, called Whistleblower, uh, where this guy, and I I am going to look up his name um cuz i don't want to be disrespectful here um his name okay and i definitely did not put it in the in our show notes so i'm going to click this link uh tim livingston okay there you there we go so tim livingston is a reporter and he created this podcast called the whistleblower which in which he interviewed tim donaghy uh tim donaghy is a, is a contributor to this podcast and it's all, it's a deep dive on this whole scandal. Um, now I haven't listened to this, uh, because I feel like I know enough about it and it's like, I don't really need to, to do a deep dive on this. Like, I, I don't actually like true crime podcasts that much. Um, do you listen, did you listen to serial? Yeah, I listened to serial. I listened to some, some, you did the whole yeah, thing. I'll listen to true crime. Well, what do you think about it? I, I like it. It has, I think it has, it's, uh, you know, it had its place, I suppose. This was, I mean, Serial was something else, but I also like ones that, like, it's kind of like true true crime, but it just goes into, like, a, a wider web of things. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Well, yeah, like our, our infamous uh, conspiracy segment about um, Michael Jordan's dad's death. Right which I know is episode 25. And I know that because I've gotten, we, we've gotten comments on that. Where, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one. We, yeah. But it's a deeper web about, you know, North Carolina, like the politics in this one County of North Carolina randomly, you know, you know Scott um, Foster was born in the DMV apparently. Silver spring. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so Tim Livingston did this uh, a podcast called Whistleblower. He also did a Reddit AMA. Uh, Reddit AMA. AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. This is where um, you know celebrities, minor celebrities, will go on Reddit and they will field questions from you know the, the Reddit user base, uh, and they'll answer them just in uh, like right on Reddit. Um, and so I came across this guy's, uh, AMA and he was like, usually these AMAs or I I shouldn't say usually the ones that I've seen have been like celebrities promoting a movie usually. Uh, and they don't really give away a lot. They're not that candid. They're like, well, you'll have to watch the movie and see, uh, you know, does, uh, does Batman beat Superman? I don't Well, You'll have to, I don't know. Ben Affleck doing it. You know, you'll have to be, you know, don't, don't, don't get some Krypton. Don't get kryptonite before you go watch this super buddy. Okay, kryptonite. 
uh, because you're going to need to watch the whole movie and see what happens. I don't know. Look, I'm not a celebrity yet. Um, but you you haven't seen Hamilton? No. I guess I okay. should. Right. My mom anyway, says I should watch I don't know too. that Lin-Manuel. I think next episode we're going to have to do a, a Hamilton. You'll really like it. It's so good. Anyway, um, so this dude did it in AMA. He, but he was very, very candid. And he, um, a lot of people were asking about other NBA related conspiracies. And he was just like, he was, uh, you know, he unleashed in the chopper. He went to the trunk, mm. et cetera. Like he dropped some. Yeah. He was pretty like, like matter of fact with all of his answers too. He, yeah, you're right. Yes. He was very like matter of fact about him you know, these various NBA conspiracies. And so listeners, we have, I have, I have put together a list of all these conspiracies and that is going to be the main meat of our podcast episode. And we are going to get into that right after this break. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now imagine (laughs) if we actually had like, (laughs) I would just insert the ad right here and we're back. Oh man, Colgate, right? It keeps your teeth white, clean. Yeah, that's what it does. Okay. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So you know, I sent you this list. I, why, why don't you give a, a quick recap on on what on on your before getting into any details, like this guy, the podcast, Tim Donaghy, just in the overall assessment. Um, before we get into this. This guy seems interesting. I didn't do a lot of background on him. I, I briefly, well, I didn't even briefly, brief, I mean like like 30 seconds of listening to the podcast. I found it like right before here. It seems like it would be really interesting, but going through and reading these, um, the answers on the AMA, he sounds really knowledgeable and he's not just, you know, I don't know what exactly his background is with in regards to actual basketball, but he does sound like he like has played a significant amount of basketball and like knows what he's talking about in regards to like playing the sport and not just like writing about it or just talking about it. Um, And he seems to have like pretty good relationships with a lot of um, ex players. I just, I was just like reading something. And it's like he's done stuff with Rashid Wallace, like all these all these other guys, like helping them with their. I, I think it's podcasts he helps them with, or like produces them. But um, yeah, yeah. And then I just I liked the answer. There was a lot of stuff on here that I never even heard of before, never thought about. This is like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Sure, why not? And I mean, it just I think a lot of it, like really. I don't know, I guess like shows how much power and influence certain people have. And then like David Stern, for instance, who we have talked about in the past. Mm. Uh, yeah. He came up, he came up in our, uh, in our conspiracy segment uh, about Tim Donaghy. Yeah. Uh, again, listeners check the show notes. I will put the episode number in there. And then just like, um, just like overall stuff. I, I think that, his uh, matter of factness and his certainty with a lot of these answers was, I think, mm. like what really threw me off. He was like, "Yes, of course, yeah, 
Everybody knows that. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that happened. Everybody knows. Yeah, small market team. NBA doesn't want that. They want big markets. Yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> Are we watching the same? You know, that's almost what it was like. He's like, this is so obvious, guys. Like, he definitely had the vibe of like, hello. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Are you in there? Yeah. I mean, not, but not in a dickish yes, way. Yes, like, but not right. Um. Yeah. No. You're. You're right. Yeah. Like he, his matter, his bluntness about it was, was refreshing for me because I, again, like I'm used to to seeing, um, you know, just people are like, you'll have to watch the episode, or I don't know, or like being really vague and like cryptic about stuff. Like you know, like if ba- if Ben Affleck was doing a an AMA before the movie came out, yeah. and he was like. Well, you know, there's a lot of dark secrets that happen in Gotham. Every, you know, that's all I can say. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what evil lurks in the heart of men? Okay, well, that's a shadow. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he he was okay, he was so. good about even if it was uh, Donaghy questions, he would sort of start it. Or like give a brief answer and just like refer to his podcast. It's like, yeah, I talk, I go into this a lot deeper in the podcast, but he did. Yeah. Yes. He, he did do some of that, but he was also still very good. So I'm, I'm okay. Now we've been teasing this for the listeners. I'm going to go right into it. Um, and I'm going to, the, the first one I have, I'm going to actually save till the, till the end. But first of all, he basically says that, and I, I guess I don't want to misquote him here, but he says that referees would need to open their bank accounts to intense auditing in order to really stop point shaving for this is for college and pros. So the implication here is that all refs are actually engaged in point shaving or sorry, not all of them, but a good amount of them. And he says, if you want to catch them, the only way to do it is to audit them. Which, which is an, a really interesting conceit um, uh, of, of, of doing it. Yes, like, did you get $5,000, you know, deposited into your bank account every two weeks yeah. around this period? And what were the scores looking like? He, he, this, is, this is him, like, I'm making that implication. But he did say refs would need to open their bank accounts to it intense auditing in order to really stop point shaving like he's he said that i think he's absolutely right like that's the only way i mean it's such a i guess it's so easy for a ref to influence a game well you i mean you have some experience in playing basketball at a high level i mean you've not not that you're involved with with any of this but like you know, you've, you've dealt with refs, I guess. Let me ask you this. Do, do you think that their calls are sub- subjective or objective? Like, are they good at being by the book? Or do you did you ever have the sense that they're, they have a grudge with you or, or someone? Um, okay, so I could say, like, officially, no. Like I had no no like big problems with anybody, or I I couldn't sense anything. However, that was when I was much younger, like and like playing basketball, like you know, in a uh, what is it like a shank- sanctioned setting, 
Um, right. And you didn't necessarily, like, I'm sure it was like seeing the same refs because it was conference based, most likely. So I, I don't know for sure. However, I can say that definitely since playing in leagues in New York City, where you do see the same refs over and over, and it's a lot easier to talk to them. You see them, you can talk to them like before games, after games, during games, and people will like they've said things to me, and they'll say things like in like what like you know you get a certain relationship, you get calls start going your way. Um, you can tell when they just don't like somebody. Like they said that to me before. He's like, I'm never. Like a ref was like, I'm never making that call for him. He's so soft. He's like, I'm never calling a call for him like that. He's like, and then this was when he was, this was when he was, because they would rotate the refs, like, right? You wouldn't necessarily always be the ref, like. We should say this, this is like the intramural yeah. sort of uh, rec league. <laughs> right. And, and so something. And, and, and that you won, I believe you won the championship, the championship a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that game. And you, you'll see the guys like they'll they'll say stuff like that. Like as he was like he they rotate like sometimes with the ref, sometimes with the scorekeeper. And so when I was by the trying to check in, he's like, "Why does you know blank person? Why this guy so soft on your team?" He's like, "I'm never calling a call for him. He keeps playing like this." He's like, "I'm what? never calling a call for him." I looked at him. Wow. And so like that was so. How do you respond to that? I, was, I just sort of looked like. I mean, the guy was playing soft all the time. Like, I, I was like, well. <laughs> wait, wait, what does playing soft mean? Uh, like, he was, he's pretty big. He's bigger than I am. But it's like he was always, like, avoiding contact. Um, like, if he was in, the, like, if he was in, like, mixing it up with somebody, like, he's not really going to go after a rebound. If he's in there getting pushed a little bit, he'll make it seem more than what it is. And I, I'm only bringing this up because I feel like the relationship, like the closeness of like the referees and the players there and the access that we had is similar to how it is in the NBA where they're, it's like the same group of people. You see them all the time. They're seeing these people for, for what, from November, no, really like October through March, yeah. right? So you know yeah. who they are, and you all know each other, and this goes on for years. Okay, so your 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 thing is like, yeah, you you they develop a personal like it's not a personal relationship, but you're just around the same people all the time, and so you get to know their tendencies, right? And if you do it year to year to year with roughly the same people, right? And you get to know their personalities. Like there were certain times, like I think that I necessarily didn't necessarily get away with things, but like if there's like a call that could go either way, I feel like there were times where it went my way just because of the relationship that I had with certain referees. Right. Huh? Yeah. I mean, and and I, I, I mean, that's, that's just human nature. I think, you know, you get to know people, um, you want to be fair. There, there is no real objectivity yeah. in, uh, in, in sports refereeing. Um, you know, I was, I was watching, uh, the Ohio state, uh, big 10 championship oh, game last yeah. uh, yesterday. And I, I feel like I saw like a makeup call where I saw uh, a hold that was very blatant and right in front of the ref. But, but because they had, 
I think they had like, I don't know, something like Ohio State had like um, gotten two like unnecessary roughness calls, which is like 30 yards. They didn't call the the hold that was really blatant because that would have been another ten or, or something like that, like a, like a makeup thing. I don't know. We still won because you know when when yeah. you or was it when or you have, was uh, it the referee trying of, to uh, you know control the scores because control the spread there? Maybe, yeah. Like, I mean, when you have, but when you have an expectation of excellence, I don't know. We shouldn't do this because I'm heavily biased, but um, yeah. So. The, I guess the point is in a, in a basketball game where there's, you know, it's five people on five people. It's pretty easy to, um, to influence the, 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 the score, uh, just by calling, calling fouls. All right. But anyway, let's get to them. That was just one. We, we have like, we have like 10 of these. So we, we gotta, we gotta get through these. Um, uh, bank accounts. Okay. Oh, here, here's one. He said that the majority of the league takes HGH and the league testing is inadequate because they don't want to catch anyone. Now, this is, this is interesting because HGH is, should, is distinct from steroids. And I, I feel like it often gets lumped in with just steroids or, or PEDs. Like, so it is a PED, a performance enhan- enhancing drug. But steroids are sort of legislated in, in most sports. Uh, HGH is sort of a different animal. And apparently the, the benefit of HGH is that um, it helps you heal faster right. after, after a workout. After a tough workout, it helps you heal faster than you would normally. Like that's the benefit. Um, and he's saying the majority of the league takes it. Um I don't really have an issue with this. Like the HGH is actually used in general medical practice. Um, sometimes for children who are, not growing at, at the, you know, expected rate, um, you know, for better or worse, whatever. Um, like it's, it's, it's you like steroids are occasionally used as well for, for medical benefit. Um, it's not. I don't. I guess it's technically illegal. I don't know. What, what are your um, thoughts? Like the the implication here is that you know people like LeBron and uh, you know the, the the big dogs are using HGH to to get this benefit. He says it's endemic. I don't really care, honestly. I, I, but I yeah. I don't ahead. care either. But I think the NBA. It's in the NBA's best interest to have their. Uh, in their words, to put the like, best product on the court, and in right. that, it's you know, you know, turn a blind eye to if if LeBron taking HGH is going to keep him out there for ten more games a year, who the hell cares? Yeah, I mean, if he's saying that the league testing is inadequate, okay, so that means they're testing for it, um, and I guess. You know that yes, there there are ways of getting around this. Um, as I think there was, I mean, steroids in baseball was the big, the big bugabear yeah. about, about this. In which I, I can't believe they had fucking congressional hearings about <laughs> steroids and people, ba- like people were really, really? in baseball, man. <laughs> <laughs> like you have a congressional hearing, like you fucking like it's America's pastime. Employment, and I get that. Yes, the, in the late nineties. 
congressional hearings. It's a, pri- it's a private, first of all, it's a private company. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They can set a rule around steroids or not, and but it's on them to enforce it. It's not against the law to do steroids. I can do steroids tomorrow or later today. <laughs> I'm not going to, probably, but... I mean, you know, you know, HGH seems a lot, a lot more enticing, honestly, but, um, it's a private company. They were, whatever. Okay. But yes, it has, it has the stigma of cheating essentially. Like that's, that's the issue. Yeah, it does. But I, um, I don't know. Do you, what do you think? He's saying it's endemic. Do you, would you agree? Um, I don't know. He probably has more inside access to me, but I don't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, these guys, they spend tons of money on themselves, on their body, um, to keep going as long as they possibly can to make as much money as you can, you know, to be as productive and to prolong your career every year. It's what like, I've got to be a couple million dollars extra added to yourself. So I would say, I don't know yeah. why not if, if you can get away with it. Sure. Okay. Let's move. We, yeah, we gotta, we gotta move through, through these a little bit quicker. Um, but, uh, okay. This, and this is, this next one is pretty well known. Giving a star player two quick fouls to, to affect the game. And, and this does tie into just the overall point shaving thing. Like if, um, yeah, I mean with basketball, you know, it's, it's only five people, five on five. Right. So, and if there's just and so that means that a an amazing talent can affect a game really heavily. Um, so giving them two quick fouls for for non basketball aficionados, I don't know why you'd still be listening at this point. This is heavy basketball, but um, uh, if you get six fouls in a game, you're kicked out. Okay, so. So uh, there's a strategy, like if you get two fouls really quickly, like in the first you know, five minutes, um, that means you only have four left. It's risky to leave them out there. So a lot of times coaches will pull the, that player back. They won't be playing. They won't be affecting the game. Um, t- Tim Donaghy is a, and, and this podcast producer is apparently saying, yes, that's a thing. Absolutely. Two quick fouls, get the guy out of the game, get the star player out of the game to affect the point spread. I mean, doing it that early in a game is, is a little weird and risky, I would think. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think know, it can be, I think it's all about how you do it, but yeah, you get those two quick fouls and maybe like the first quarter or first and second quarter, first quarter, then early second. But yeah, even if the person doesn't come out of the game, the star player, it usually changes the way that they play. they may maybe like a little more timid. Um, but yeah, this is. What, what do you mean? Elaborate, elaborate on <laughs> so that. So I would say that you're not as ag- aggressive, like offensively or defensively, because you're out there, and so you're sort of you're you're worried. You're very aware of the fact that you've got the two fouls, so you worry you don't want to pick up the right. third. So maybe you know you're not um, you know driving to the basket as often as you used to be, or playing as defense as close as you usually are. It can just, you know. Right. Yeah. Like you might not, sw- yeah, you, driving to the basket is a risk because you might bump into an opposing player. Right. And you might get called for that because you're like, these refs are crazy. Like, fuck, I could bump into someone and I get called. 
Like, is that Yeah, it? you do that and you're like, oh, okay, so now you're leaving the window open for them to call another foul on you if they've already got this in their mind. So, um, <clears throat> so that's how that is definitely an easy way to affect the outcome, even if it's just like not necessarily even like the win loss, but even if you just need some points, you know, have this person okay. sit down. Okay. And this is like, I, I, I'm realizing now that I, I top loaded <laughs> all these, uh, things, these, um, uh, I don't know what, what we got, bon mot, um, with just like, uh, procedure stuff and all the juicy stuff is at the end. Do you want, <laughs> do you want to get to a juice? You want to bring a juice? One? I want to get to the juicy stuff. All right. Yeah. Let me, cause I, I have to skip over. Like there's so many of these things. Okay. Okay. So he said that, Okay, the 1985 draft, which we, I think, in one of our very first conspiracy segments, one of our very first conspiracy segments, we talked about the 1985 draft, where the rumor is that David Stern, uh, it was the first uh, lottery draft. That means that, um, how how to explain this for for someone who doesn't know that much about basketball? Um, uh, At the end, at the beginning of the year, uh, all the top college prospects are put into a lottery, um, and they literally had like um, like a big bucket that they would yeah. put all the team names in, and they would spin it around, and they would pull pull a card out with a team name, and that that team name that team would get the best player from college basketball. So in 1985, the best player by far was Patrick Ewing. He went to Georgetown. Um, he wound up playing on the Knicks uh, for 20 years or so. He was known as a sure thing, basically. And he, and he was. I mean, he was an amazing player. The rumor is that the commissioner who pulled the card out knew, like, the, 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 the order of teams is already determined before they pick it out. And so it's – or no, no. I uh, yeah. Um, the the, the – the best players are already determined. And so this thing this spins around, they pull out a, a team name, that team gets the, the best player. So the rumor is that the card that had the Knicks name on it was somehow marked. There are rumors that it was frozen in advance. So it was, it was literally put in a freezer and cold so that he could identify it. There's another rumor that it was folded a little bit so he can just search for that. There is video footage of this. Um, It looks a little funny. Um, But that's been a a rumor around the the NBA. Uh, This guy doing this podcast, Tim Livingston, is saying, no, 100%, that's that's true. He's saying unequivocally, Stern knew which envelope it was. It was to get Ewing on the Knicks. I mean, that's... He didn't give any new evidence or anything but like you know this is something that was always uh pretty believable i think it was just a matter of getting to the nitty-gritty of how it was actually pulled off um yeah which he he didn't get into in this ama like he didn't say if it was frozen or i mean we we talked about it like i i what was the consensus that it that it was folded yeah i think it was folded yeah there's so many different like it could have even just had a different like paper you know for the envelope yeah just a different paper stock there there are various ways to do it but yeah every you know the general consensus is that yes david stern 
um, you know, it was rigged because they wanted Patrick Ewing to be on the Knicks because they wanted the Knicks to be good and relevant again. Yeah. I mean, I believe the Knicks had won a championship in the mid-70s. So, I mean, you know, the NBA has you know, had dubious uh, prospects at success, like over the course of its entire, like until basically Jordan in the nineties, like it was iffy and, and yeah. And that is even with the magic bird era. Like, I mean, that helped quite a bit, Yeah, but it was dubious uh, as to whether or not it would even succeed. Um, it wasn't making that much money. Like the, the TV, there were a lot of TV rating issues. Um, so in 85, yeah, like, and, and it is, I mean, you know, we look back on it, we think about Kareem in the late seventies, early eighties. We think about, um, who's that dude who scored a hundred? Will Chamberlain? Yes. Yeah. Um, like those are, those are big, but like it was, it was nothing compared to baseball and, and football at the time. So, you know, the motivation is there, yes, to, to Patrick Ewing going to a, a top-tier team. You know, and this was in the, the, the middle of the, um, the, the magic, uh, magic Bird, you know, Celtics-Lakers era. They wanted another team. Yeah. And this, this comes up later. Patrick in, Ewing was a uh, big deal, you know. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, I mean, you, we were both really young then, but, I mean, you know, he's a – very successful center. I don't know. What's what's your read on like having, was he that, is, was it that certain that he was going to be that oh, good? Oh yeah. He was because, uh, because you already had magic and bird and Matt, I mean, magic is unprecedented. Like magic Johnson was drafted, I believe five years before then. And he was already lighting up the NBA, but okay. So, and the end, you know, this is the year after Jordan was drafted, but oh, sorry, go ahead. He was definitely, he was, I don't even know how to describe it. He was a, just like a sure thing, you know, he had been so he dominant. Was, yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't any real doubt, you know, with, with people coming straight out of high school, there was more doubt about whether they could compete or what, or, you know, how good they would actually be. But Man, when and this was also back when there was more like a uh, the game of basketball was more dominated by these huge guys um, than right. it is now, and he was like the biggest and the baddest of the big guys, just dominating all yeah. over the place. Um, okay, let's move to the next one. Um, now this this is a weird one that I hadn't heard, and and I should say. Um, this is something that a poster on Reddit said. This isn't Tim Livingston, Tim Livingston saying that this happened. He responded saying, I haven't heard about this. But but it wasn't dismissed. And I think there were other comments saying, oh, yeah, I sort of heard about this. And this is bizarre. So Penny Hardaway, uh, this, this, is the, this is the thing. Penny Hardaway had the wrong knee operated on by Magic. Orlando Magic staff, and they paid him off to keep him quiet. Now, this is something I will defer to you because I don't, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't following back in the I never heard of this in my life. But did, was he known for having a big knee injury? I don't even remember, to be honest. Um, he did, 
but I don't like. I was trying to. I should have looked it up again. But what does like? I guess it depends on the on the surgery and what happens to you. So what if you get it on the wrong knee? What happens to that knee? I guess it depends. What happens to the wrong knee? Yeah, I guess it depends on what the surgery is. But wouldn't you I know guess. once I you mean, got like as a doctor once you got in there and and like it is pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, these, look, these sorts of things aren't unheard of. Right. You know, it's just like someone fucks up the chart. Someone's just like hung over the day that they have to write down which knee it is. You know, I mean, ostensibly it wouldn't. <laughs> you know, top tier talent paying millions of dollars for this stuff. I mean, this is in the nineties, but operating on the wrong knee. And the implication is if Orlando magic, if they're paying him to keep quiet, that means that their staff is involved with it. Um, and Penny Hardaway was supposed to be like a big deal. Like, isn't he sort of like a Grant Hill type? Yeah. This was one of the reasons you, like you him remember? and Grant Hill, like this is like Penny Hardaway was amazing when he was active and he was healthy I mean, this is this was like when you play with Shaq, yeah. Like early, early, great Shaq. Was it career ending? Is that what uh, you said? No, he still played a little bit after that, but he was never, never quite the same. Um, I'm trying to see if I can. I mean, my thing with Orlando, like I don't. So again, this is this is not Tim Livingston asserting this. This is just a random person. But my thing is, like Orlando Magic, they don't have the money. To pay someone off like that, yeah. Back then, like, you're it's, right. That's it's true. a bullshit. It's a bullshit team. Uh, you know, it's. I mean, it's run by the DeVos family, so you know we don't have to get into that. But, um, all right. Well, let's get into the next one. Um, I'm gonna do another juicy one here. Uh, oh, this is good. Okay, so there's a NBA Players Association. It's the union for the players. Um, and he, he asserted that David Stern was bribing multiple, multiple NBA PA presidents. So the NBA players, they elect presidents who are also players. Um, I don't know who the current one is, but I, I mean, Chris Paul famously was a recent one. So this says that David Stern, the previous commissioner was bribing them to negotiate collective bargaining agreements more favorable for the owners. Yeah, I could. And he, he asserts that. I think up. it's Andre Iguodala now, right? Isn't it? I, th- I think. But then yeah, there's like a, there's somebody else involved now. There's another layer. Who's that? Who's the woman? Yeah, well, Michelle Roberts yeah. is the, the lawyer for, and she's apparently like really sharp and like really top tier. And she's, she's been a great advocate she might even be the president I, i'm not sure usually you would want a, a player to be president but um but this is going back to the david stern era right so i mean david stern retired in what 2013 or something 2012 um so. yeah i mean i could see it happening I, it's it's unfortunate that you know i mean i guess i would have to go back and try and look at who the presidents were but um yeah why not I feel like maybe people weren't paying as close attention. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like the, the, the media wouldn't have been focused yeah. on, you know, the inter internecine issues um, with, you know, union meetings with, with it. like, yeah, it just wasn't that big of a deal back then. And again, you know, the 24 hour news cycle, like, you know, you need to feed the beast, which you didn't, you didn't have back mm-hmm. then. So so him bribing 
specific players just to negotiate. I mean, you know, it, it, now, you know, the, the 85 draft is, is basically this guy is saying he's Davis Turner is dirty. He was dirty and he was playing fast and loose. He was dirty, playing um, fast and loose. However, I guess right. you could say it was all for the benefit of the NBA. Yes, exactly. And it wasn't like he was lining his own pockets. There, there, there's nothing like that. Yeah. It was it was just to make the NBA more popular, basically. And, you know, again, it's a private company. Like I, uh, So for me, it's like to say he's dirty, well the league sets up the rules. They set up their own rules and they can break them. Like it's, it's a private company. They can, you know, and, and it's a, it's a thing where the fans, their customer base is completely subjective. And yeah, I get that. Um, If fans think that it's entirely fixed, they'll go away. So you have to have some sort of patina of uh, respectability, but you know, at the same time, you know, I, I'm thinking about wrestling, honestly. Um, <laughs> and, and with the stuff that's come off with, with, with Donaghy and, and Foster, and Foster still being involved and facing no repercussions, you know. Yeah, the no repercussions for this guy. Not even just, like, fired. Just absolutely nothing. Not even a fine. It was, yeah. I mean, and this, this is, and I, I did skip, we did skip over this, but, like, Scott Foster is an active coach, um, or sorry, active referee. Um, it was clear that he was heavily involved in the Tim Donaghy scandal. There are records of hundreds of hundreds of phone calls between the two of them around the time that uh, the Donaghy. So the, Scott Foster is another coach who was, you know, I guess suspected of of being involved with him. There are hundreds of phone calls between the two of them around the time that Tim Donaghy was really getting into, into the shit or around Oh five or six. Like I, you're one of my best friends in the world. I haven't called you hundreds of times, maybe in, in our entire experience <laughs> so to have hundreds of phone calls over the course of like a year. He's definitely in it. And, and that's what this, uh, the Tim Livingston, the, the podcast producer, is saying like, yes, it, he says essentially it's a tragedy that Scott Foster is still involved. It's a mysterious tragedy. That he's involved. <laughs> in, in uh, That's a nice one. Because he was clearly involved in the Donaghy point shaving scandal, right? Is that is that your read on? That's it? what I see. I mean, it was yeah, it was clearly involved. Hundreds of phone calls, and they don't have records of what was said on the calls. They're not they're not tapping them, but they have the logs of a phone call was made from this person to this person. So they have those logs, and hundreds. hundreds. He's clearly involved. Yeah, like it's. Mm. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna get okay. So uh, next one, uh, Kevin McHale gifted. Kevin Garnett to the Celtics to help ensure that they got another title. So some background, Kevin McHale is a Boston Celtics legend. Um, you know, has a couple championships. He then went on to coach the t- Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves was, um, they uh, drafted this guy, Kevin Garnett out of high school. Very, very, very talented, like top tier Top tier player. Oh, like yeah. A, like a Patrick Ewing type. 
Uh, he was traded from the Timberwolves to the Boston Celtics in 2008. Uh, or no, sorry, 2007. Um, and the rumor is that uh, Kevin McHale did this because he was so loyal to the Boston Celtics that he traded the best player on their team to Celtics, who hadn't had a championship in a while. Uh, the champion, uh, Celtics did go on to to win a championship the, like that year, <laughs> like that season. Um, they had a, a few other trades that were very successful, but um, I don't know. Like it's basically like Kevin McHale was loyal to the Celtics. Like, is that what? What do you? What's your read on? That? Um, I never heard of it. This one, but I. I mean, the deal doesn't look that bad to me. I'm looking at it now. It was a big trade. Yeah, there was a lot of players. I know. I know. Sebastian Telfair went to the, and I only know about Sebastian Telfair because I believe he came out of high school. And also, Fabulous, the rapper, had a lyric about Sebastian Telfair, <laughs> where I think he called him. I think he called him Bassy, and I just thought that was so interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea why, but I know Bassy was part of that trade. Yeah, there. I would have to go back and look who else was on the roster to see if this was even good. For Minnesota, but like they got a lot of players. They got like two draft picks and like how many? One, two, three, four, five, five players, cash considerations. Like it wasn't terrible. I mean, yeah, like Kevin Garnett at the time was a huge, like one of the top three players in, in the league. And like uh, it would be like trading, well, it would be like trading Giannis. Uh, or or James Harden, which you know, which might have it would be like trading James yeah. Harden right now, but without without all the drama. Um, I mean, it could have also been like okay, so in that with the Celtics, I mean, I'm sure like him going to the Celtics, maybe Mikhail was like, you know what, maybe he had some sort of just kind of loyalty towards Kevin Garnett. It's like, yeah, we're not doing it over here. This is not gonna win a championship for you you know i've been talking to the guys over in boston they're putting together a really great lineup um i know you want to win i think kevin was very unhappy too and so like maybe that was it too i don't know and at that point like kevin garner had been with the timberwolves for about 10 years yeah and you know with minimal success, like no success. Basically. I think the farthest they got, and and, and a huge, a huge scandal. Which, they may you know, have made it to the conference. We don't have time to get into that. I think they did make one conference yeah. finals, yes, but um, yeah, I don't know. Timberwolves are they're snake bit. Like they're they're never going to be good ever. Yeah, they could be, probably not though. Okay, let's move <laughs> to the next one. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, maybe. Yeah, you know, never, never say never. Um, okay, and we can like I'm actually listeners. I'm skipping over. Like we may next episode have to go through the rest of these, but we don't have the time. Uh-oh. Uh, he said it's certainly possible that Jimmy Butler is Michael Jack. Sorry, Michael Jordan's son. Have you heard about this rumor? Because I had heard about this separately. So Jimmy Butler is a hugely a uh, successful NBA player. He plays for the Miami Heat at the moment. Um, he's in his, I'd say, late 20s. Um, there's a rumor that he is uh, Michael Jackson. Man, Michael you really Jordan. Michael Jackson. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, there's a rumor about Michael. Ja- Do you know there's a rumor that Michael Jackson is actually the son of Smokey Robinson and Diana Ross? Yeah, I only heard you that from him? you. You would send that, yeah. <laughs> right? Was that was that was that somebody else it, on the group yeah. chat? Or that was you, right? That was almost certainly yeah. me because I, it checks out. All right, we don't have time for that because it so checks we, we out. <laughs> We don't have time for this either, but the, but the, <laughs> the okay. So Jimmy Butler is an amazingly successful basketball player. Michael Jordan is as well. Uh, Michael Jordan has children with his wife. Uh, one of one of whom I believe played college basketball. Uh, didn't make it to the pros. Like and the others are not interested. Cool. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Uh, apparently his now he's adopted. He was adopted by a family. Uh, I, I don't know where, and that there's a whole blindside sort of story there. Yeah. Um, but the the back the backing of this is that he kind of looks like him. And Michael Jordan was in Texas around nine months before he was born. I mean that that's all that I saw in this Reddit thing to substantiate it yeah that was basically it that's what i saw too mom supposedly kicked him out because he looked too much like his father um doesn't check out at all say yeah i'm sorry you look you look too much like one of the richest people in the world (laughs) i'm getting rid of you (laughs) go go uh, go be adopted doesn't really check out but okay she's so mad at Michael Jordan for for knocking her up, and I'm sorry that is and without and not taking responsibility that she's like you got to go, Jimmy. I've had it now. But, but you are certain, <laughs> yes, you are certain that <laughs> that he's Michael Jordan's kid. Again, one of the richest people in the world. It just just yeah, no, no, I don't know. Reminds me, he's sort of his eyes in in the eyes. It's in the eyes. I have to look at his eyes every day. I'm going to look at his eyes every day. Remind me of this asshole. No. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, this one, this one's saying because payment stopped. Oh. Now you got me digging into this nonsense. I mean, that does, that does sound like something Jordan would do is like set up, set up a payment plan and then just stop it. Like, you know, six months in <laughs> and that, but, but then again, it's like, I don't sue him. I just send the kid away. Because, well, he's not making me any money anymore. There's no possible way I could possibly. I've been making millions for the past six months. And <laughs> no, there'd be a lawyer there who was just like, you know what? Let me handle this. And, you know, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's Reddit. A, that's I, a lot. This is a. This is a lot. To, to what? This is a lot to swallow this one. Okay, well, um, it seems like you may have dropped. The other ones were believable. This one... Look, we've had tech issues. uh, Hello? You're saying no on this. I'm going to say no to this one. I like the other ones. This one, I'm just... No. Hard pass. I mean... And listeners, we we skipped over a few. I I don't know. We'll, We'll have to... Maybe episode 114, we'll, we'll get into the rest of them. I don't know. If, if you watch Staff Let's Flats, maybe we'll do that if you want to finish it. Um, the holidays are coming up, so we're both going to be busy. So, you know, you know, we'll, we'll have a zombie escape plan next next week, uh, as usual. Um, all right. 
I think we're good. Uh, any closing thoughts? Um, eat something green. Uh, if you got snow, enjoy it. Play in the snow a little bit. Throw a snowball. Make, play a, in the snow. make a snowman. Play in the snow. I mean, come on. It's the weekend. Just play in the snow. Make a snowman. That's right. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Make a snowman. Do it. <laughs> eat some and eat some snow because that's that counts as water. I guess that's true. I think it does. All right. Fish of this podcast. Woo!